0: Welcome to the International Association of Business Communicators, Amina Region podcast. This is Monique Zidnik. I'm reflecting on the last two years in Europe and our Amina region more broadly covering the Middle East and North Africa, and I've been thinking our profession has certainly been in demand over this time, the constant changes and our need to support one another. And for me personally, being connected through the IABC and also mentoring initiatives has not only helped me through these challenging times, but also helped me grow. And incidentally, mentoring is also one of the things that Jake Moss and Simon Wright spoke about in our last podcast covering CEOs. So if you haven't listened, I recommend that you check this one out. But today, I want to introduce you to Karen Matthews, a fellow Australian in Europe who is knee-deep in the themes of connection and mentoring. And I really wanted to delve into this area as I know that this year will continue to throw challenges at both you and me, and I know that we are stronger together. So based in Barcelona, Karen is the Senior Manager for Corporate Relations and Communications for RMIT University in Europe. She is the new IABC Amina Vice Chair and running our mentoring sessions. Welcome, Karen.
1: Thank you, Monique. It is lovely to be here with you today and to be chatting with a fellow Aussie over here in Europe. And so, Karen, how did you end up in the Amina region? Well, as you mentioned, I am based here in beautiful Barcelona, which has been my home for the past six or so years and I moved here after some time living in Vietnam, in the wonderful cities of Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh City. And here in Europe, as well as my time in Southeast Asia, I've worked in comms for a leading Australian university with a real global presence. And in fact, you're proof of this, Monique, as an RMIT alumnus yourself with a global comms career.
0: RMIT was one of the best um, experiences in in my st- studious days in my, in my youth, and Karen, you've been very involved in mentoring, both with the IABC, but also RMIT University. What do you see as the importance of mentoring and connection?
1: Mentoring is indeed something that is really important to me. And I should say that I'm by no means an expert on the topic, uh, but it is something that I have been passionate about throughout my entire career, Uh, And as you've said, Monique, I have really enjoyed working on some great mentoring initiatives at RMIT. And I'm very excited about the launch of the IABC and region mentoring program, which is coming up incredibly soon. So I guess when it comes to importance um, of mentoring and connection for me, I think that you can get the most out of mentoring in in three different ways. And I'd love to share some tips really from the perspective of, of being a mentee. Um, And the first of those is to really set some objectives at the start of your mentoring partnership. This is a really good time to have a think about what you're hoping to get out of it. You might be looking for a sounding board for for a new and challenging role that you're in. You could be looking to build confidence to move to the next stage of your career, or it could be about gaining exposure to an area of comms where perhaps you would like to reskill or upskill. And I think having objectives... And really setting them out at the start of your mentoring partnership makes for a really uh, rewarding relationship with your mentor with some tangible outcomes the the second bit of advice i would give is to really shoot for the stars when when seeking out your mentor and identifying someone who you would like you would like to gain some advice from sometimes i think we can perhaps feel a bit intimidated or we might be bothering an incredibly busy senior exec who we would really love to learn from but in reality, and in my experience, this person will feel incredibly flattered that you're seeking them out as a role model and leader, someone who you see can play a key role in helping to shape out your career. So I say, go for it. And, and finally, I would also say to really think outside your own bubble of work when it comes to mentoring opportunities. And I've heard you say this before, Monique, that you know it's important to find a mentor who isn't your boss, No, it's someone else you can trust, learn from, as well as someone who will listen to you. And one of my first mentors was when I was working in comms at an engineering group in Australia. And I approached the general manager for strategy and business development to be my mentor, as I really wanted to learn more about this side of the business. It was more than how I can support from a comms um, partnering perspective, but to genuinely understand more about the BD function. And this person not only shared Incredibly useful advice and insights, but also supported me through some really important decision making that I was doing at the time about my career. And this was around 10 years ago, and we're still in touch today. And I see this as, you know, a a success with mentoring that your relationship doesn't necessarily have to end when the formal mentoring program does.
0: I agree, absolutely. I've had a couple of key mentors in my professional career, and we're still in touch and I still do reach out to them for advice sometimes and, and also just to to catch up and hear what they're doing and, and how they're going with things. So excellent pieces of advice there, Karen. So for people who perhaps like that idea of being able to give back and mentor others, what kind of Thoughts have you got on that one? How can people look to give back to people who are perhaps just starting out on their career?
1: I think that's a, that's a really good question, and I think what I would recommend first is really defining what giving back means to you. Um, you know, if you would like to give back to the next generation of comms professionals, have a think about what that could look like. Uh, could that be you know providing guest lectures to current students, uh, joining a university industry advisory board? Uh, you might be interested in uh, taking a, a, a com student under your wing and as a student intern or perhaps providing a student project. So that, that's one way if you, if you were looking to give back to the, to the next gen. Or you might you know, be interested in giving back to the, the profession itself and uh, contributing to uh, the community with our comms peers. So, for example, you might have some interesting and inspiring insights you could share with peers at a conference presentation or through a paper or through another sort of publication, or you could do what you're doing, Monique, and set up a platform for sharing engaging content through a podcast, for example, or another comms channel. Either way, I've found that as much as you, you give back, uh, you also, you, you get back in, in return yourself. You know, it, it, whether it's accessing talent, it's developing your coaching and, and leadership skills, and a big one, it's also about growing your own professional network. I think it needs to be a real conscious choice um, to give back rather than just sort of a tick in in a box or something to put on your resume. Um, It needs to be meaningful and, and you also need to make the time to do it.
0: Absolutely. It does take time, but it is so rewarding when you feel that you can share and contribute to other people's development. And your work across Europe... Uh, you've worked in Vietnam and um, some other places as well, and Australia you mentioned. How does the cultural diversity influence you as a communicator? I'm just curious about that one as well.
1: Yeah, I, and throughout my career, I, as you've said, I've been lucky I've worked in sort of many different locations and, and in those locations and in those roles I've worked with in comms teams with really diverse groups of people. Uh, gender, cultural backgrounds, language, etc. And honestly, I think that this diversity and in, in these comms teams or in any team for that matter, it has really been what has powered our success. It's about different ways of thinking, questioning, challenging. And for me, whenever I've started a, a new role in a culture that has been different to my own, I've spent you know that first bit of time really listening and learning. This is key understanding the landscape and not just at an organizational level, but also externally looking at what is best practice, market trends, insights. Um, This is so important and it's about talking to your stakeholders, listening, as I've said, asking questions and number one, not going in thinking that you already have all of the answers and the solutions. And, And I think if you take this approach, this really helps you to immerse adapt and then apply yourself in the best way possible and I thought I would share a useful tool that I've put into practice when I've joined uh, new teams Um, and this has been a it's what's called a personal mapping exercise and it's, it's actually part of agile methodology but essentially it's the concept that when you get to know your team members better it helps to build trust and better working relationships so it's a template. Uh, it starts with um, the, the team member's name in the middle, and then it sort of branches out into the side with different boxes for people to fill out with whatever information they're happy to share around their hobbies, education, family, if, if the person's willing to do so, um, education, values, goals, etc. And then as a team, we then come together and we share our personal maps and, and talk through the detail and you know share this information about ourselves, which you may not find out normally and I think it's a it's a really useful exercise and as we increasingly um, find ourselves in teams where we may not spend so much time together in person I think it's a really valuable tool to do particularly when you when you're bringing a new team together. So Karen if I could just clarify is the
0: idea then that each person would fill out their own map first and then use that as a way to have conversations with other people in the team or would you try and fill it out for somebody else?
1: No, so it's, filled, it's completed individually um, by each team member and then we will come together as a group and then each share our personal map. And I've had team members who have, you know, it's not just text, they've put photos in or family members, you know, the, the places where they've travelled to on holidays. Uh, it's a really great way to to, to learn more about each other. And then it really, I think it really does help once you get to know your team members a bit more on that sort of personal level, um, it really helps to, your working relationships as well and to build that trust and, and credibility too. How do you think we can better connect
0: in our region as professional communicators? You've mentioned sort of the mentoring initiative that the IOBC is doing and there's some other work there. But is there anything more broadly? We, we're we from different cultures. We're from different backgrounds. Surely there must be something that we have in common as communicators.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And um, I think what it comes down to at the end of the day, and this is for, for any network or any community that you, that you're part of, is really about defining the value that you bring to your network. And also understanding the the needs of of others within your network. And I I attended a, a really interesting masterclass at the end of last year, which was about building purposeful networks. Um, and in, in in a nutshell, this is what it was about. It was about articulating what you can bring to those in your in your network, to your peers. So, for example, I work at a university, as 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 we've said, and. I would love to hear from any professional communicator in the Amina region interested in connecting with, you know, with current comms students. Could be students supporting you by tackling a business challenge as an online project. Maybe you're interested in taking on students as interns. At the same time within my role on the IABC Amina region board, I'd love to hear from you if you're interested in joining our mentoring program or taking part in, in one of the IABC Amina mentoring events. So I think, in short, we can we can better connect in our region as professional communicators by really understanding the value of our connection and what we can offer offer to each other.
0: So Karen, hopefully we can have a lot of people reaching out to you perhaps on LinkedIn uh, who are interested in having students for an internship or connecting maybe some research with students and and perhaps also people who are interested in in being involved in the mentoring programs as well. That would be wonderful. Thank you. And I'm also interested to hear from our listeners as to what is important to you. So please don't be shy. Reach out on LinkedIn and let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's someone who you'd like to hear from or be interviewed with. So Karen, is there anything that you would like to add to our discussion today?
1: Just a big thank you, Monique, for, for having me on the, the podcast and um, it's been wonderful to chat. And as you've said I would love to hear from the IABC Amina Region members. Uh, so please do connect and reach out. Thank you so much.